Joey. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Staying in Tune. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so sorry for half cutting you off there. You had a whole like magical little. I just intro. the piano I has thought. to play. <laughs> it's I've got like a little piano thing that goes when I say staying in tune. So I have to say staying in tune. Oh yeah. Now now the piano thing is gonna play three times. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. What what is the name of the show? Staying in tune. Every time. Yeah. Every time. We're gonna oh, 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 I see. <laughs> now, this is not going to become a thing. We're going <laughs> to... Okay, so listen. Um, a lot of people want to know from my special guests, what got you into music and what made you start? We're getting very deep right off the bat. It seems like we're born doing it, or maybe there's something, and I know that's so cliche, uh, but th- th- there's like... There's like a um, an intrinsic environment of music. Like you're just put into this thing uh, called life. And the only way we can cope is with that. My grandfather, as an infant, he had this little like, well, as as an infant, I was an infant. And he had this little like <laughs> thing that, that um, he would have me like plunk around on because he said when I came out of the womb, my fingers were like, piano player fingers that's what he's always said that wow like he was like wow you have such long like even as a baby he like would look at them and be like what the hell um and so so was your grandfather musical he tried to be he took piano lessons for a minute but he goes this kid is gonna play piano that's just uh how it kind of he'd have me plunk around as like an infant there's a picture and i gotta send it to you maybe uh why i will send it to you of me sitting on his lap with a little piano like yeah like like it's like a little battery powered like you'd have it in your backpack type thing and um i guess i was just like kind of like doing that as an infant and then years passed i wasn't you know that was just kind of like a little thing that he would do with me as a baby and then when i was four i was getting my tonsils out and my parents didn't want to get me video games to play while i was healing on the mend they got me a keyboard, like a full-size keyboard instead. Just say, hey, do something productive with your life while you're doing this healing thing. And I did, and I took a love to it. I took an extreme love to it so much that they um, got me lessons, and then the rest was kind of history. So you actually started on keys? I did, and it was all by ear. I had this amazing piano teacher that has since become a life mentor of mine named Dave in Pennsylvania, who sincerely is a life mentor of mine. Um, He started to teach me piano, not by theory, not by written music, by ear. So we would put on records and he was an incredibly accomplished piano player on the blues jazz scene in central PA um, playing. He was like one of the most in-demand players in, in the regional area. And he just wanted to teach music, not like how it's done, like not how it's constructed or why, but how. And that to him was through the soul and through hearing and being immersed in it. He yeah. always said that music was like a conversation 
And I remember like him like doing conversation, like, and none of it made looking back, none of it made musical sense, but it made, none of it made theoretical sense, but it made musical sense because he was illustrating these conversations. So he'd play like, bah, 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 and it'd be like, bah, 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 you know, like kind right, of call and response. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was that level of passion that was instilled upon me from an early age that music wasn't, music wasn't a formula or a, a math equation or, or, or it wasn't like a, a skill. I don't want to say it wasn't, I want to say it wasn't a skill that you couldn't learn because clearly you can learn it. Right. There yeah. are institutions, as we know, there yeah. are whole universities that teach this thing, but to yeah. really embody it similar to mentors that we've shared to really get it as people would say, to really get it yeah. like, in the most, like snobby way possible. Um, yeah, that's what had to be instilled upon me. Like I wasn't born with perfect pitch and I don't have perfect pitch, but the fact that I studied pitch on a level like that, where it was like, Oh, Hey, you know, these notes and the sounds in your head. And then you just assigned a letter to them, but you can hear the difference between them and the intervals from such a young age. I have great relative pitch, you know, that sort of thing. You have is... the best relative pitch. I don't know about that. I think no, you do. <laughs> That we know that is definitely miles above. Uh, I mean, the thing is, the thing is, you could be given a song and you just like, okay, cool. And then you play it, but you play it in the, in the same voicings as you're hearing it. And it's, it's kind of crazy. Like how, how well your ear is trained, because like, I mean, as you say, that's how you were taught. So I think having that training is an unbelievable foundation. I, and I think, um, I think the discipline that comes along with that, because he always used to say that 80% of any job, whether it's music or anything, 80% of the job is showing up to it. You've done the hardest part. You've done the biggest chunk of it, which is actually going and doing it. Mm. And now you're just finishing. You're doing the thing now. And right. music is the same way. You showing up and giving all, all of the, not more, more than all of the time to what you're playing is the only thing you can and should do for music. There are so many people that expect like, oh, I played the right notes. I'd rather you play the wrong notes and showed up and cared because we could fix that later. We could do another take. We can have another gig. We can write another song. But Yeah. You can't yeah. substitute the feeling and the alchemy that comes with like putting in yeah. your heart and soul into something. we met and I remember when you played I was just like that's you know like people can play the correct notes and people can play insane things from studying but like it was the how it was the way that you were playing that I was just like so taken aback by it because you literally every single time you played you put your absolute soul into it and I was just like so inspired by that I was like oh my god and I think that made that made me then want to work even harder, you know, because now I'm surrounded by people who are doing the thing that I like kind of knew existed, but didn't really, if that makes sense. Like I knew that I was feeling music from my soul and I was doing it from my soul, but I was also worrying about the notes and I was worrying about this and that and the next thing. And the minute you guys just like came into the scene, I was like, Oh shit, I just need to be feeling it and it's going to sound good. 
I mean, obviously you got to practice, but like once you get the notes down, it's about like connecting to it on an emotional and spiritual level. And that's what you do so well. Well, that is, I think, the highest compliment that one can receive as a musician. So thank you. And um, <laughs> it, it goes without saying that the feeling is mutual, obviously. Um, and uh, I don't know who you were watching because it definitely wasn't me. It was probably the no, other guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it, being around, it, like you summed it up perfectly, being around other people who hold a standard of excellence for you is like nothing else it's like better step up right better do and it's funny because i would it's so weird to think that everybody else in the room was thinking that about each other because it's just like you're there and you're like everybody else is way too good for me right now and i can't literally i can't hang and like you're just hanging on by the edge of your seat the entire time like okay i made it through i made it through all right next time and then it's like the whole journey all over again because you look at everybody else and they're just so stoic and cool and you're like Inside, everybody's dying. Everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's like, I better not mess this up. I mean, that moment before we had to sing, especially when it was like, when I was doing the lead. Oh, yeah. I really had to go into meditation. I like, <laughs> honestly had to like, bring myself towards myself and be like, hey, don't F this up because if you F it up, you're ruining everything for the rest of the band. So that was something that was really cool that we learned. Like if you get, if you do, if you really F this take up, you don't know if somebody else just had the best take of their life, you know? So right. there's, there's that pressure as well because there might've been like magic happening out there in the rhythm section and you just decided to come along. It's all about me anyway. It's all about me. <laughs> but it's not. I learned that very quickly, very quickly in that, um, in that ensemble that it's not, it's not about the singer. But there's a, but it is. And that's why we would stop because it is, it really, and, and I, and I, and it not from, not from a, music school or cutesy point of view where it's like, it is all about the singer. The most important thing for an audience member to hear and really grasp the, the music or have a chance to grasp the music is the relatability to the lead vocalist. Okay. Like you come in too strong on something that it shouldn't be. And it's like, Oh wow. Like, like you are the most, critical element in terms of like you are you, you have the most to gain and the most to lose because like you could get lose it for everyone in that moment and the pressure that you have and luckily you don't have to record this next second because i i couldn't imagine you know you recording after what i'm about to say but like, <laughs> the immense pressure that you have to bring it so to speak is is just i i mean nothing like i have to do i can hide my notes like there's a moment where like there, oh, and like the amount of times that any of us in the band, I mean, I think the only one that really could relate to your le level of pressure is probably the drummer because yeah. he's the next one down on the list or she or they, whoever is the next one down on the list to be like, oh, there's the groove now. If the groove's screwed up, then like it's totally gone too. So like you guys are like working hand in hand. Right. And the... The amount of times I could just like turn the volume pedal down or the volume knob and just like let them fix it. I'll come in in a second. Like it's, it's crazy how much you can get away with 
as long as the singer's kicking butt and the drummer's having at it, people are going to dance. So now um, you have quite a few icons, but you have some particular ones, right, that like inspire you to do what you do and continue to do what you do. That is a tough, tough question. And um, because I've gone through phases of these people and it's a healthy balance between celebrity musicians as well as famous engineers and producers um, all the way down to quote unquote regular people or people from behind the scenes that you may not have heard, but have played on some of these great records. Um, and th that's, uh, that's like um, people like, I mean, Dave Grohl's a huge one for me. He was such a huge one from such an early age from the Foo Fighters Nirvana because he was like really the first guy that I vibed with that was like he did it all similar to me when I was a yeah. teenager because I was doing my own demos like playing drums, bass, guitar, keys, wow. like on my own demos and stuff. And I was like, yeah. he does that, like, but he gets a great record out of it. So he really, I would say, is like the penultimate guy, right? Um, but then you've got great songwriters like McCartney, obviously, and I'm a huge Frank Zappa fan, um, for his crazy, uh, il uh, musical illustrations. I like to think of them as because he illustrates his compositions in your head or in my head, at least maybe I'm kooky, um, with the music. And like, that is something that I strive for all of the time. Even if I'm playing a pop tune, it's like, how do we invoke this sense of party song or like uh, like say a paul simon tune like uh under african skies or something that's clearly there's an image there that he's trying to evoke and like how do i play the music to paint that picture there was something that i was thinking about in like my second or third semester of school uh i just i was zoning out one night playing guitar like it was a late night of just practicing 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 and something like hit me and it was like what if what if the next time you go and play with a band you think about each piece of music or each part of the song being a different piece of decor of the room which is so weird like like what if and we didn't i don't think we've ever talked about this um and that's how I treated the Malay band was like, okay, Alexi or whoever's playing the drums is the carpet. And like, they've got a role. They're the carpet. And I can't be the carpet because they're the carpet. Like, and yeah. you will be like the bed frame. Like, and I can't be the bed frame because there's already a bed frame here. We don't need two bed frames in the room. So like, I'll be the bed. And then like, you will be like the awesome vibe lights in the room, like that people see when they first come in and be like, Oh, check out the pink lights. Like those are sick, <laughs> but they're going to sit on the bed. Right. Or they're going to sit on the couch, whatever right. it is. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that's a way to, that's a way to compartmentalize this whole, like internalizing the music. I clearly I'm still on this like subject and I'm so sorry, but uh, the, that changed a lot of things for me because then I was able to put into words 
what I was feeling this whole time. And I was able to communicate with band members like, hey, you're the fire extinguisher. It is an important role because God forbid a fire breaks out, you're the guy that's going to do it. Like you're, Who, you're gonna. Who's that? The the tri- the triangle. No, it's the Zach. It's Connor Jenks. It's the Zach. It's the Zach. <laughs> God forbid the band starts to go off. He's just gonna start to blow, and everyone's like, "Yes, sax player!" Like it's like sax. Wherever you are, Connor. I think. I'm Connor so much. I think of I think of you oh highly. Oh my god, that he's the is. Coach. He's coach. He's the coach. Team captain. Okay, so I don't know if you want to play this game. Finish I, I, the I, lyric. I, okay, you ready? Yeah. He looked beneath his shirt today. There was a wound in his flesh so deep and wide. From the wound. This is Lazarus Heart, but I can't I, yeah! I don't know the words to it. I don't know the words to it is the thing. Uh, I literally go, I literally sing this in the shower sometimes, and I go, There's a world no, no, deep and wide. <laughs> like, I, I was on and on and on and on and on and on and I don't know. I can sing the melody. I don't know the words. I never learned the words of these. That's things. good enough. I'm going to take that. I'm going to give you a point for that. <laughs> okay. 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 I looked out across the river today. I saw a city in the fog and an old church tower where the sea girls play. I saw the sad shy horses walking home in the sodium light. I saw two priests on the ferry, October geese on a cold winter's night. Oh god. Then it it's goes still to sting. the chorus. It's still sting. I'm only doing sting. Oh, okay. Um uh is this the wild wild sea no it, it can't be no 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 say it again say it again i looked across well, the lyric. hey am i finishing the lyric or guessing the title guessing the title because okay. these lyrics are hard to finish uh, what if i sing on. the melody for the title oh yeah I can... Where is the fisherman? Where is the goat? Where is the keeper in his carrion coat? Eclipse on the moon when the dark bird flies. Where is the child with his father's eyes? The boy child is locked in the fisherman's yard. There's a bloodless moon where the ocean died. A shoal 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 of night stars hang fire in the nets and the chaos of cages where the crayfish lie no i don't know this one i've lied about knowing his catalog i think there are the this is soul cages the soul cages these are the soul cages this is my favorite one that one was that the, uh, was that the uh, soul cages the one that i'm about to do is my favorite one continue how many of you people out there been hurt in some kind of love affair? And how many times did you swear that you'll never love again? <laughs> how many lonely sleepless nights? How many lies? How many fights? And why would you <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. 
I remember having to like, I, that was one of those moments when we played that where, where, God, that was one of those on edge moments because I had to start that song off. And I was borrowing the other guy's guitar at the time, which was like not intonated correctly. And like Alon was like, what is going on? And I was like, I have to find a new way to play this. Okay. That's all we have on today's show of staying in tune. <laughs> That's literally what it sounds like. <laughs> awesome. Joey, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your wisdom and your knowledge and your thoughts. Thank you for having me, Jamie. It's been an absolute pleasure to uh, sneak into your life for a little bit and um, be heard and to see mm. you and hear what you had to say. And uh, I, I'm so happy to see you're doing well. Okay, thanks, Joe. Bye.